and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. All right, I'm I'm actually pushing send on this pimento cheese recipe that I should have sent to you guys a, a couple of minutes ago, but that's all right. I had to run out for a moment. Um, if you would like to get on the recipe list, text the word recipe singular. Uh, text the word recipe to three three seven seven seven. I am sending out pimento cheese three ways uh, right now. And I'm going to go to a caller first this hour. Charles has been waiting patiently. Charles, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing just fine, Eric. How are you? A long-time listener, a first-time caller. (laughs) Well, welcome. Well, thank you. Um, I wanted to uh, make a comment on uh, a piece you had at the bottom of the 12 o'clock hour Mm -hmm. about something that Marjorie Taylor Greene had said. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, something hey, hey that, uh, Charles, can, something can I interrupt you just real quick? Uh, there's some breaking sure. news here. Uh, Frank James, the suspect in New York on the subway shooting, has just been uh, taken into custody uh, by the New York police. Awesome. Yep. All right. Awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. No worries. She said something about it's a waste of time to join the military and things like that in this uh, day and age. Yeah. Let me get. Uh, let me get her exact quote. She said that you're throwing your life away to join the military. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, you're throwing your life away to join the military. Well, it, it, it's it's sad that she said that because our representatives are supposed to ho- uphold the Constitution. And so I'm going to actively join any campaign to vote her out of office. I, my uh, brother, his uh, he has a son that's in, has is in the Marine Corps. After he got out of camp in San Diego, his group was sent to Saudi Arabia. And then <clears throat> during the evacuation of the Kabul airport over in Afghanistan, half of my nephew's platoon or group was sent to Kabul. My nephew was and the others were left behind in Saudi Arabia to do whatever they were doing. But half of my nephew's group was sent over to Kabul to assist in that evacuation. The 13 that we all heard about on the news that were killed by that explosion, Mm -hmm. that 13 came from my nephew's group. All 13 of them. And Gosh. so, yeah, I'm going to act. I'm actively going to campaign against Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's nothing but a dingbat. <laughs> yeah, look, Charles, I appreciate the sentiment there. Uh, it, it's unfortunate, and and she from Jewish space lasers to you're throwing your life away by joining the military. Uh, there is a candidate in Georgia in the 14th Congressional District. Her name is Jennifer Strayan. She's a Trump conservative, voted for Trump, uh, supported Trump. She's a conservative. Uh, I, I Listen, I know I'm on a number of stations in the 14th District. I have been up there. I've got uh, some buddies who live up in the Rome area. Uh, I'm on WRGA up in Rome. And you go out in uh, rural northeast Georgia, northwest Georgia, rather, there are lots of Marjorie Taylor Green signs in yards. I was up, there's this place I love to go up in North Georgia. It's called Barnsley Gardens. If you're ever in Georgia, you should go. It's an English garden, um, nice hotel. The rooms are all, they've got an inn there, but most of the rooms are kind of in little cottages. They've got a fantastic, I love the golf course. The only place I've ever fi- flipped a golf cart. Wasn't my fault. Um, it was going down a very steep hill over speed bump and it started raining and the wheels skidded and 
If but it was, I love the golf course. It's one of the only um, Fazio golf courses that's not surrounded by stuff. It is out of the middle of nowhere. It's gorgeous. I love it. I love Barnsley Gardens. I, if I could move up there tomorrow, I, I would probably do it. I just love it. Um, and I was about 10, 15 minutes from my buddy Braden's house. Uh, went over to his house to watch a hockey game, uh, have a cigar. And there were Marjorie Taylor Green signs in that 15-minute span out in the middle of rural northwest Georgia. There were Marjorie Taylor Green signs in every yard. Uh, that, that She's got a strong support up there. Now, her district has been restructured, and a good portion of it is in Paulding County. It's suburban Atlanta. And there is a possibility she could be taken out in a primary. She will not be taken out in a, in a general election. Democrats are throwing money at some Democrat who wants to run against her. And that district is like R plus 20. So you either beat her in a primary or you don't beat her. There is a candidate named Jennifer Strahan who's running against her. Now, there's another guy, but he's too moderate. He's a mushy moderate. Uh, but this this lady, I don't know her, um, and I'm not having her on the show because I don't want to start getting into having candidates on the show, but I'll tell you her name is Jennifer Strahan. She's a conservative, and I just think – so I have a philosophy. Now, I, I will – I'll give you some inside scoop. I – was friends with Rush Limbaugh. And I don't just say that because I'm on radio and everybody in radio. So, you know, someday people say, oh, oh, I, I, I've touched this person one time. Therefore, I am a I'm a friend of this person who I don't really know. Rush and I were actually friends. Uh, one of the last things Rush did before he died was upgraded my wife's iPhone because it annoyed him to no end that my wife continued to have an iPhone with Touch ID on the home button. She and it was it wasn't me. He blamed me, but it was my wife. My wife did not want an upgraded cell phone. Everything worked the way she wanted it. She didn't want a new one. He was just it, it drove him insane that my wife still had. I think it was an iPhone eight uh, plus the the eight Max or whatever the giant one. And it just, it drove him insane that I would not get her a new one with Face ID. So um, several weeks before he died, he reached out, made sure my wife had a brand spanking, better iPhone than me. In fact, he insisted that he get her one better than mine just to rub it in. We, we were friends. One of the the few things that, that he and I uh, ever clashed on, and it was it was a friendly disagreement over time is he believed that, you know, you take conservatives and conservative candidates as they are. Uh, you, you don't have to, you go after the establishment, go after the Democrats, uh, but but leave everybody who says they're conservative alone. And my view is, you know, I can call myself the king of England, and it doesn't make me so. And I can call myself a Christian, and it doesn't make me so. And I can call myself a conservative, and it doesn't make me so. And, and I have always said those of us within the movement have to police our own, otherwise our movement's going to be infiltrated. And I think we're seeing that to this day. Uh, I actually think I was right on the argument. He disagreed, and I totally understand why he agreed. It disagreed with me. But at the same time, I just have always been one of those people to stand up and say, you know what, we, we've got to police our own. If we don't, the voters will police us. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been drawn into a district where they would rather a crazy Republican than a moderate Democrat. And when you're looking at a crazy Republican who votes the right way versus a moderate Democrat who will sometimes vote the right way but will vote for Nancy Pelosi, I don't blame them. If I was in that district, I would either not vote at all, knowing she's going to get elected, or I would vote for her. I would not vote for the Democrat. 
I've been down this road before. I'm, I'm, I'm not voting for a pro-abortion. I won't vote for a pro-abortion person anyway. And the infuriating thing, frankly, about Marjorie Taylor Greene is that she votes overwhelmingly the right way. Overwhelmingly, there are very few votes I can point to her and say, I think you got that wrong. She tends to vote the right way. She aligns with my friend Chip Roy, who's a very good friend. They tend to vote fairly consistently. The problem is that Chip Roy and, and many of these conservative members of Congress and the Freedom Caucus, they're not embarrassments. And we've always been able on the Republican side to point to the embarrassments on the left. You guys have Maxine Waters, not us. You guys have Ilhan Omar, not us. You guys have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, not us. You guys have Rashida Tlaib, not us. You guys have Sheila Jackson Lee, the idiot who thought they could run the Mars Pathfinder over to Neil Armstrong's flag on Mars. Yes, they're Democrats. We don't have them. Unfortunately, now we've got Marjorie Taylor Greene. And every time we we bring up Maxine Waters, they get to bring up Marjorie Taylor Greene. And every time Maxine Waters says something dumb, you wait 24 hours and Marjorie Taylor Greene will say something dumb and they neutralize each other. And I would just prefer us to be able to keep pointing at the idiots on the left and not have to worry about the idiots on the right. And when you have a Republican member of Congress telling young men and women willing to lay down their life for you and me in the defense of our constitutional republic, that they are throwing their lives away all because Joe Biden happens to be the guy in the White House right now, that's infuriating to me. It's infuriating to me because I have a brother-in-law who was a, a master chief in the Navy. And he was willing to serve his country in peace and war. I have friends now who have gone into the military. They want to protect Americans. Their, their family has a history of military service. And they've gone in not because Joe Biden is commander in chief. They've gone in because they are Americans who want to defend the land of the free and the home of the brave. And they will serve so you and I don't have to. They will be the men in the shadows doing the thing, unpleasant things to keep us safe so we don't have to. They will be the people who defend us so we can live our lives in freedom. And to tell them they're throwing their lives away all because she doesn't like the present commander-in-chief, you know what? He will go. They will stay. She will go. And they will stay. And I just think if you're if you're in the 14th Congressional District in Georgia, you should think about that. You've got the chance to get another candidate who's going to always vote the way you want them to vote and will not embarrass you on a daily basis and will not insult our soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines who won't say just stupid off-the-wall stuff all the time. That That's the infuriating thing to me is that you could get someone who votes the right way you never have to be ashamed of. And instead, we've got someone who will tell soldiers they're throwing their lives away by joining the military. That's just infuriating. Back to the phones, Brooks. You're going to be up next. Brooks, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. How are you? Uh, yeah, Dave. Yes, sir. I uh, wanted to ask you a question concerning an article that was written April the 3rd um, in the New York Times concerning Herschel Walker and uh, a lot of, uh, of uh, comments in that article that uh, pretty well put him down considerably. And I just wondered if you had read the article and if you felt like that was a valid uh, um, article, you know, concerning his background. Yeah, look, um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've been talking to reporters keep calling me on this issue because I, I let slip that a national Republicans behind the scenes are fretting about his race. 
Uh, I there is we, we all need to acknowledge Herschel Walker's got a lot of baggage. It's just true. He has admitted to a lot of it that it, he was his struggle with mental health. And I think there's a great way for him to uh, pivot in a way that neutralizes the issue if he's smart about it and clever about it. I think it's notable that he is leading in all the polls against Raphael Warnock, even as Raphael Warnock is up on television defensively and and Walker is not. Uh, he's got an advantage that this is a terrible year for Democrats and Georgia still leans Republican despite what happened in the runoff. The Democrats won in the runoff because 427,205 Republicans stayed home. And so he can win. But I do think we need to understand, and, and this is actually what I was going to talk about now and we'll talk about, the Democrats are playing for keeps in ways you and I can't appreciate yet. We know that the Democrats campaign ruthlessly. We know dirty politics. We know the media helps. We know all these things. But there's something different this time from all the other times. If the Democrats do not keep the Senate this time, the Democrats are going to lose it in 2024 and probably lose it for about a decade. They have to win every seat this time. And to win every seat, it means they are going to have to be as ruthless as they possibly can. And that means that when you have a candidate like Herschel Walker, who has as much baggage as he has, they're going to make sure every single person knows it and try to turn him into Roy Moore, thinking Georgia might elect a Doug Jones. And you know, Alabama is more Republican than Georgia. And Alabama went with a Democrat, Doug Jones, because of Roy Moore. And I, this is not new to me. This is Republicans in Washington I've talked to are scared that we could have a replay of this unless the Walker campaign has a real good strategy to mitigate all the opposition research that's coming from the Democrats. There is a concern there, and I think we should be realistic about it just by knowing how nasty and dirty and ruthless the Democrats are going to be. But it's Herschel Walker. And it's a Republican wave coming. You know, when I started out and could get nice quality sheets, I just thought I'm going to get a high thread count sheet. And if I get a high thread count sheet, it's going to be a really good sheet. Boy, did I learn that's not true. It's a myth. Bolin Branch, however, uses the best 100% organic cotton threads on planet Earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. You can get a really good high thread count sheet, but if the underlying sheet is well crap um it's not going to work for you bolin branch however my gosh their sheets aren't just buttery breathable and impossibly soft to start but they have the sign the number one sign of a really good sheet the more you wash them the softer they get over time and they don't tear up they just get soft it's perfect you can try bolin branch to the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. They're th so luxurious. They're beloved by three United States presidents. And they've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. I'm one of them. I love my Bolin Branch sheets. You can feel the difference the moment they come out of the bag. And every wash, it's just, man, they just transition to softer and softer. They're fantastic. Right now, get 20% off site-wide April 11th through 17th, only at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A. A-N-D-Branch.com for 20% off site-wide April 11th to April 17th, BolinBranch.com. Hello there. It is me. Welcome to the program. 
Uh, it is the phone number, 877-973-7425. Uh, have you guys heard about I-bonds? I'm, I'm not your finance guy. Uh, talk to my buddy Dave Nicholas about that. Uh, I-bonds, uh, however, are a treasury bond, uh, the Treasury Series I-bond. Uh, they were going to. They are going to offer annual interest payments of nine point six percent, based on the bond's latest inflation rate calculation, which is tied to March's consumer price index. Prices rose by eight point five percent year over year in March, the fastest pace since December of eighty one, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The interest is compounded every six months and reassessed in May and March each year. The bonds haven't always been hot sellers, but that's changed with the inflation gauge. Over the past six months, nearly $11 billion in I-bonds have been issued compared to around $1.2 billion during the same period of 2020 and 2021, according to the Treasury. Now, here's the thing. They're not pushed by financial advisors in large part because there's only one place you can buy them. Uh, a website, treasurydirect.gov. You can only buy them directly from the federal government. I'm thinking I'm going to have to buy some. Um, it, I mean, they're backed by the U.S. government's full faith and credit clause, but it's almost a 10% invest. I can't think of a 10% investment you get these days. Uh, and it's just uh, crazy that uh, banks and brokerages uh, commissions, uh, they don't make a commission off of them, so they don't push them. They don't sell them, and I'm struggling to come up with a, um, gosh, a investment these days that says um, you can get almost 10% guaranteed. I mean, it, it's it's guaranteed by the government. I, I'm impressed. Uh, so I set up a Treasury Direct account myself today, and I may have to buy some, put my money where my mouth is on this one. I'm intrigued. I did not know this sort of thing existed. Uh, now, we got to move on to other stuff. Um, we, we will discuss a, a wee bit of, of theological issue when we come back based on some writings. Uh, and uh, then we also have to get into the China issue. Have you all seen the video of the Chinese drone flying through that in Chinese is telling people standing on their balconies to contain your soul's desire for freedom? Is that not dystopian? You have drones coming through as people are on their, their balconies yelling out for food because they're starving, and the Chinese drone in Chinese is telling them to contain your soul's desire for freedom. This is what the communist Chinese are doing. And remember, people, even Dr. Oz running up in, in Pennsylvania was a big proponent that we need to lock down the way the Chinese locked down to fight COVID. Um, God forbid that guy get elected. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this year program, I want to play you a little bit of audio. This is from Rick Santelli on CNBC this morning. Rick, what were philosophically and, and trade issues, what were you, what were you uh, actually talking about there? Well, we've been trying to kick out fossil fuels before we have all oh. the welcome mats for the replacements. Okay. It's a really bad idea. We're doing the same thing, by the way, with EVs. We are now, you know, trying to push a, a whole new sector of, 
of technology when we can't even procure uh, all the different minerals that are going in batteries. So the big story today is the Wall Street Journal. GM is trying to source, you know, uh, uh, cobalt. cobalt. Ford's trying to source cobalt. Are any of these sources in the U.S.? Nay, nay, I say. We're making the same mistakes again. This is even before we ramp up production. Elon Musk is right. You know, we have to get economies of scale. The problem is, is that nobody in the U.S wants to do any mining. They would like to do the same thing to mining that they've done to fossil fuels at a time when mining is something we need big time if you're going to go the EV route. Well said. And now here is uh, Catherine Rample on CNN. The increase in prices obviously long predates the war. We've been seeing inflation rise um, for most of the past year. In fact, for the last six months, inflation has been above the Fed's average target of 2%. Um, so this is not just about the war. This is about persistent supply chain problems. And it's about the fact that demand is really, really strong, in part because of policy choices that we've made. Because of policy choices we've made. Last one, uh, back to CNBC with uh, one of Joe Biden's economic advisors. You can't really put it all on, on the war and Putin. I, I, I get that we've seen sharp spike in, in energy and food prices since then, but we're seeing rising prices everywhere and particularly in housing with rents and shelter in places like apparel that have been rising for the last few months. That, that That's much broader than just what we've seen as a result of the war. Well, the, the very large increase in March was driven by a very large increase in energy prices and gas prices. And that is a direct result of Putin's invasion and Russian oil coming off the market. But that's not true. And more and more of the press is calling them out on this. The Democrats know they have a problem. They, they for, for spin's sake, they can't admit it. You now have MSNBC which is the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. As much as people want to talk about Fox, you're more likely to hear stories critical of Republicans on Fox than you are to hear stories critical of Democrats on MSNBC, unless those Democrats are too moderate for them. MSNBC is the uh, subconscious of the Democratic progressive wing right now. You're hearing critical stories about the Democrats. You're hearing critical stories on CNN. You're hearing critical stories in the New York Times. You got Paul Krugman writing a piece today saying uh, that we're at peak inflation. It's going to start coming down, but it's not going to matter much because it's not going to come down a lot. You got this wish casting in a lot of the Democratic Party that, oh my gosh, this is, yes, it's high, but it's going to start coming down. Jen Psaki says we'll have inflation receding by December. They only have one hand left to play, and that is to destroy the Republicans through character assassination. They will be helped by some of the, the goofballs on the right and the dumb things they say like Marjorie Taylor Greene, but they are going to play for keeps. This is something I don't know that you really appreciate how bad it's going to be because we've seen nasty campaigns. We've all seen nasty campaigns. I mean, look at the Steele dossier stuff. We've seen nasty campaigns. They got to play for keeps. Y'all, they're going to lose the U.S. Senate more likely than not. And if they lose the Senate this year, there's no way they are going to take it back in two years. 
the amount of races that they're going to blow through and lose is going to be terrible. I, I mentioned this piece to you yesterday. This year, got Mark Kelly, Raphael Warnock, Catherine Cortez Masso, and Maggie Hassan. They're all four in states Joe Biden won. Whether you think they were stolen or not, they were states the Democrats were able to win. If the Republicans take any one of those and hold Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, the GOP takes the Senate by a seat. Raphael Warnock only won Georgia. Well, I I take that back. Raphael Warnock won Georgia, but 90,000 votes. Joe Biden won it by two-tenths of a percent. Mark Kelly in Arizona, Joe Biden only won it by three-tenths of a percent. They got a real chance that they can settle on a good nominee in Arizona of winning that. In Georgia, it's probably going to be Herschel Walker. Maybe now there's so much nastiness being thrown his way. They Someone may be able to get him into runoff. It's The odds are it's still going to be him as the nominee. And as much as I think he has incredible baggage and is going to be just annihilated and Republicans in Washington are nervous about his race, in a Republican year, he can win. He can Stay in the basement and never have a press conference and never get on a bait stage and he can win. Just run positive Herschel Walker, I'm a football legend ads, and he will win no matter what Raphael Warnock does. This environment is so bad for the Democrats. That gives you two seats, a 52-seat Republican majority in the Senate. Well, you roll into 2024. You got John Tester. Biden lost Montana by 16 points. Joe Manchin, Biden lost West Virginia by 29.9 points. And there's no guarantee that that uh, Joe Manchin is even going to run again, or John Tester for that matter. Sherrod Brown is in Ohio. Biden lost it by eight. Bob Casey in Pennsylvania, Biden won it by 1.2 points. Biden won Arizona by 0.3. You got Kristen Sinema there, Tammy Baldwin in Wisconsin. Biden only won it by 0.7. Bob Casey in Pennsylvania. Biden did best there, 1.2%. Then you got Debbie Stabenow in Michigan, this trended Republican. Biden won by 2.8 points. Jackie Rosen in Nevada. Uh, Joe Biden is at 25% approval in Nevada right now. Biden won it by 2.4% in 2020. Now he can rebound by 2024, but my gosh. If Joe Biden wins by 51% or a Democrat, if Kamala Harris is the nominee or Pete Buttigieg or whoever gets 51% of the national vote, the Democrats are still going to lose all those seats. Except, you know, candidates do matter. John Tester was able to pull off Montana last time. Joe Manchin is super popular in, in West Virginia, although there's growing sentiment he may not win, he may not run again. The Democrats know what's coming. They see what's coming. And if you talk privately to Democrats right now, they know they're losing the House. They're probably losing the Senate. And they're losing seats at the state legislative and gubernatorial level. Republican redistricting in Florida. Ron DeSantis has fought his own Republican legislature there for a more aggressive redistricting. He's gotten his way. The Republicans are going to wipe out the Democrats in Florida. Republicans in Georgia sacrificed a few members to make sure that in the next 10 years, even as Georgia uh, urban areas grow and turn more progressive, the Republicans will stay in power. Even in Tennessee, where Amazon has come in and brought in a bunch of outside progressives, the Republicans are going to stay in power. The Democrats know what's coming. They know it. 
And the only way to stop it is to be as nasty as possible. To tell voters, and this will be the Democrats' campaign message in 2022, you may think we're bad, but they will be worse. We are about to, on a daily basis, probably hear uh, the never-ending saga of the January 6th commission and what it's turned up. We're going to hear just nonstop uh, the, 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 the bleeding hearts of the progressives in the media telling us just how awful it will be if Republicans are back in church. Remember, they, they, they want every Republican to be tied to Joe Biden. They want every Republican, to, I said Joe Biden, to Donald Trump. They want every Republican is the second coming of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a threat to, remar- to democracy. What I find remarkable is that e- Democrats believe anyone who opposes Democrats is a threat to democracy, which in and of itself is a threat to democracy. I mean, we got this crazy dude in New York City who decided to shoot up a subway train who believes in in the Black Liberation Army, whatever that is, and Black nationalism, fueled on the crazy rhetoric of progressive Democrats for the Black Lives Matters movement. You got a bunch of crazy Democrats out there who really, truly believe and are internalizing Republicans are a threat to democracy. Do you not think some of them might go all James Hodgkinson? We live in dangerous times. Now, there's a pivot here. And it's a pivot I probably wouldn't make, except I wrote about it this morning, and it it is a Good Friday point. There's this passage of scripture in in 2 Corinthians. The Southern Baptists are going through a a turmoil right now. They're picking their new president this coming summer. The, The current president, Ed Linton, has decided not to run again. Normally, the by tradition, the Southern Baptist president runs two terms, serves a year, gets elected for a second year. Uh, Lytton is not going to run again. He's been called to uh, do a gospel-centered racial reconciliation project in South Alabama. His heart's there, so he's going to do that. Well, the opposition research is flying. One supposed Baptist publication has tried to um, just smear a guy named Tom Buck, who's a Baptist pastor. Uh, he and his wife have had issues in the past. His wife wrote about this publication, dragged them all out to do a character assassination on the pastor. The wife is even defending her husband. Lots of people are coming forward saying this is a bridge too far. And the publication is like, well, all we did was report. All we did was report. You have an opposition research dragged out. I mean, you got people smearing each other, taking stuff out of context, willfully taking stuff out of context, saying, why did he say this? Pay no attention to the second tweet that explains it. Um, it people speaking plainly, and they're like, I don't understand what you mean. Are you saying you're woke? I mean, just character assassination. There's this passage Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. We, meaning Christians, have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning. And see, this is the thing, um, and I have this larger theory on American politics right now, that people who vote, but they're not really party-affiliated, they're really tired of the of the biblical donkey-ness of the Democratic Party. They're tired of that nasty behavior on the left. But, you know, both sides always think the other side is worse. Whenever I go out to California for HBO to be on Bill Maher's show, inevitably it gets to, he looks at me and says, you guys are just ruthless. Y'all are nasty. Our side would never do this. We would never behave in this way. And y'all are just ruthless, cutthroat, and we need to be just like you. 
And then I get to meetings of conservatives. They, my gosh, the Democrats are ruthless and cutthroat. We would never be like them. We need to be as nasty as the Democrats. We need to go as dirty as the Democrats. Both sides always think the other side is worse and that they, in response, need to be dirtier themselves. I'm telling you, there are lines, if you're a person of faith, you just can't cross. And there's a huge temptation to cross. And you see it in the Southern Baptist Convention, the amount of deceit, the amount of uh, cunning and conniving. Uh, you see the worldly politics reflected in this race for Southern Baptist Convention president. And I mean, it's there in the church now. It's there in society. It's there within politics. You're about to see nasty, disgraceful, underhanded tactics come from Democrats who realize if they can't save the Senate this time, they're gone in 2024. They are toast and they got to pull out the stops. They got to lie, connive, be as ruthless as possible, and they'll have the media help them. They will have the American press corps ruin the last remaining bits of their credibility to save the Democrats in Congress because even the media are so progressive, they've internalized Donald Trump and the Republicans are a threat to democracy. And you and I have to resist being that way. My theory is that voters who vote, who aren't involved in parties, but they feel it their civic obligation to go vote. They really are tired of the biblical donkeyness, you know what I'm meaning, don't want to say it on radio, of a lot of the progressives out there. They're tired of that nastiness. They saw what happened in 2020, and they didn't like Donald Trump because they thought he behaved that way. And they voted for Republicans down ballot because it was the Democrats behaving that way. They went with Joe Biden because they thought Joe Biden was the nice guy, and they went with the Republicans because they thought they were the nice guys. And I think this level of, of disgraceful, underhanded ways, the cunning, uh, the tampering with the word, the, the conniving, the backstabbing, I think it blows up in their faces. I think the Democrats go so nasty, it hurts them. And I think that we have to resist the temptation to do that because our ways are not their ways. We should provide an alternative to voters. We should not be the nasty, angry ones smearing our opponents. We should be the ones telling the truth. And we have a lot of truth to tell them. It's the Democratic policies that have gotten us to where we are. And the Democrats can't be trusted to fix the issues that they are, in their orthodoxy, decided are the way to go. They'll just double down, and we provide an alternative. And I think we've got a winning way. We just have to be nice, smile, not be crazy, and we win. Voters want something other than what they have now. So just don't be crazier than the Democrats, and you win. One of the groups out there committed to helping us win is Patriot Mobile. They're giving a portion of their profits to the conservative movement. They need your help. The larger they get, the more profits they have, the more money they can give. It's a great way to help a cause. Uh, they're Christians, they're conservatives, and they will give you free activation by using my name. What you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. There's a C and a K. You can see their coverage. They've got great coverage. They use the same towers everybody else uses. You get 5G data, voice. It all sounds great. They're a good company. You can bring your unlocked cell phone or get a new one. You can bring their your phone number or get a new one. You can also call them if you don't want to do it online. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service and incredible discounts. What you do is you call 972-PATRIOT. Tell them Eric sent you. You get good discounts or just go online. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Get those discounts. Sign up with a Christian conservative company that has great cell service. And know that they're going to send a portion of their profits to fight for the causes you care about. So we've been flooded with calls about the book I mentioned. 
I didn't know that I mentioned a book. People are asking for this book. I was like, what book? And it finally dawned on me what I was talking about. And yes, I have the book. It's called Uncommon Trust. And the author spells his name badly, (laughs) E-R-I-K, Eric Reed. Uh, And he's going to join me on Friday. We actually recorded the conversation. If you're just joining me and you're not sure what it's about. So my friend Eric Reed, he's a pastor in Tennessee. And his son, Caleb, was born with a defective kidney. One was good, one was bad. And when Caleb was two months old, the doctors uh, performed surgery to remove the failing kidney and removed the good kidney. And he had to be on dialysis until he was old enough to have a kidney transplant. So he had a kidney transplant and Caleb grew up perfectly fine and normal other than the medicines he had to take uh, to not reject the transplant. He played on video games with his friends, was on sports teams, had great friend relationships, and at 15 years old, on the immunosuppressants, got fungal meningitis and ultimately had a stroke from the meningitis, was in a coma for a while and died. And his father, Eric, who is a pastor, began struggling with crippling anxiety and didn't want to tell anybody about it. Didn't want to tell anybody he was going through it. And finally had to, and and he wound up writing this book called Uncommon Trust on overcoming despair and anxiety. And I got to tell y'all, it has done me a world of good because I have, you know, as my career grows, it's kind of funny how... Uh, anxiety spreads, and, and I've actually had to reread it a second time, and it is a tremendous book. If you want a link to it, text the word DATA to 33777. I'll send you back a link. Uh, the book is called Uncommon Trust by Eric Reed. Uh, text the word DATA to 33777. I will send you a link. You can order it off Amazon. It is well worth reading. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building. You want to build a building. Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can. So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.